You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back, back, back to the penultimate episode of Drag Race All Stars. And it is not a lot to talk about. There was highs, there were lows, a lot of lows, <laughs> but there were jokes, and we can talk through them all. My name is Rossi, and they're gonna me me your ass to death, girl. And my name is Colin, and I'm a boring white dude who doesn't like hugs. Which is true, <laughs> true. by the way. <laughs> Not a line for See, the episode. I told, I told you you would like Trixie Mattel. Yes! <laughs> you have so much more in common than you realize. <laughs> um, yeah, this episode was... Boring. Interesting. <laughs> um, well, I wouldn't say boring, because I thought there were some funny lines. Like I, I think there was a lot of humor in it. Mm-hmm. But the episode itself was not spectacular. Like, I love some of the lines that Trixie and Shangela were giving. And I loved, in an ironic way, I loved Morgan this episode just because it was a disaster. (laughs) Like, it's so bad it's good kind of levels of crazy and ridiculous. Um, But yeah, kind of a predictable elimination. I don't know if you felt that way too, but. Well, I said this about all the other shows that do the same bring somebody back twist is that when it when it ultimately comes down to a judgment show whoever is gone and comes back they have very little chance this is what usually happens are gone within one or two weeks because they were gone in the first place you know for with good reason i thought there would have been some hope with this show because it was the contestants who were voting people out and as i said last week i thought be much better if the judges pick somebody to come back in because then they have a shot. But since it's the contestants again who have it, uh, and you have a person there who had no experience on this whole season, I mean, this was so obvious. Uh, there, there was like zero doubt in my mind. This was like a hundred percent positivity I had. The Morgan was going home, and that was even before I saw the performance itself. So <laughs> <laughs> there, no, no tension at all. Uh, no suspense, n- not really any entertainment or anything. It was just, yeah, this, why do shows do this? Like, I, I understand you want like a ratings twist or whatever, but I felt like this dragged down the last two episodes because now I feel like, yeah, we got the quit last week, but it was kind of epic. And now this just, it just deflates the whole bubble. It's like, there was no point to it ever happening in the first place. We should have just had uh, Ben quit last week and then been done with it. I do think, though, if it, maybe it was Aja or... who, yeah, Maybe Aja would be the only person I would say that... Because I was thinking, maybe it would be Thorgy. Chichi, but no way, Chichi. No, <laughs> Thorgy. Like, just because Morgan was out first episode, mm-hmm. it's so hard to leave Morgan in. Yeah. I think Aja hasn't missed a challenge up until the bringing back because Aja was eliminated and all of a sudden they're all back. Mm -hmm. So Aja really never missed a challenge, like never missed an opportunity to do anything. So like if Aja was brought back, then I could see them saving Aja and maybe not eliminating Aja just because, you know, Aja had been there the entire time pretty much. Whereas Morgan, who was like gone, like missed four, like (laughs) the whole season. Yeah. Missed pretty much the whole season. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a bit harder to justify, in a weird way, like self justify, like like can you imagine losing to someone like that, or you know, like coming in kind of a suffering from their coming back or whatever? Mm-hmm. I I couldn't see it happening, and yeah, the writing was on the wall. As long unless I think Trixie said it best this week, Morgan had to walk on water. Yeah, but instead she drowned. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to come back and make a splash and you have to really wow everyone and be in the top. Otherwise you're dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm... I was kind of oh, quickly researching just to, cause I brought back people before in some of the seasons and there are only two instances when they brought someone back that they weren't immediately eliminated. Now, do they always do it this close to the end of the season too? Because I feel like I could have accepted this two, three weeks ago. Uh- um, let's see. It was one episode earlier, last All Stars, but they brought back two. Uh, 
I'm trying to think. Most of it's toward the end. I think the only time that it wasn't, let's see. It's fairly toward the end because there was one. There was, it, they did it the final seven in season seven. And they did it, um, early, I did it early in season eight just because there was a double elimination mm-hmm. that, you know, RuPaul was like, okay, that's not cool. Let's bring someone, the first eliminated person back. So it was only in episode three that the first eliminated came back. So it's, that was the earliest, but otherwise they're toward the end. I think it's just to build up the numbers. So it's a little bit more interesting to watch than it's just like, because the last few seasons have been team based things. Like just to alert you, Trixie was brought back in season seven and it was in a pairs challenge. Half of them. I was wondering about that because they mentioned what Trixie and somebody else they said have come back. Um, Or was it Shangela? I think that's, that's what happened later on in the episode when, uh, Morgan was saying, you know, both Trixie and Shangela have come back from, uh, um, you know, their original season. And I thought he was saying, yeah, they're on their second try here. And I'm like, well, that would be every all-star. I didn't understand where he was going with that. But yeah, I guess that that, that would have made this, uh, I guess, a little bit more interesting. But I, I mean, what do you do when you go from a quit from the person who was first place last week to the next person eliminated being somebody who's the Francesca of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, who's never actually succeeded <laughs> past one challenge. Uh, I mean, does that really make this final four, whatever it is, look strong at all now? Like, we're jumping the same as last. We're jumping right to the end of the episode. But I feel like this is weakening all final four contestants because they haven't had competition since, what, two weeks ago. What do you mean? I'm a little... Well, okay, so look at it. I get the thing. I don't know what you mean by the competition. What are, what are you getting at with that? Let's who, who, let's look at somebody like Kennedy. Kennedy probably should have been gone last week. Kennedy's now going to sit in the final four simply by default because there was no eliminated contestant last week. And this week, you were eliminating somebody that was the obvious choice who had already been eliminated once before. Kennedy hasn't really – none of these people have had to really fight for anything since episode five. Oh, okay. I get that. Well, Kennedy found the hidden immunity idol. So, how do you think? How else do you think she's safe? <laughs> uh, on the there are lips. The drag race ghost island. The <laughs> yeah, we're gonna see um, Ornasha on Ghost Island. What's Ornasha? What's what? My picture. Oh, is that what that is? What is that? That's so. All right, I'm gonna explain it because it's it's a funny joke, but. Um, they make they reference Ornasia because uh, one of the queens came in the very entrance look at the very beginning of the season, wearing this like plastic foam head on top of the costume they were wearing, mm. and calls it Ornasia. And it's very odd, very strange, very weird, but it's I kind of iconic at this point. So it was very funny that they referenced it, and BB was like, "Who? What's that?" <laughs> and then. And then Shangela's like, this girl won the show and fully yes. never watched it after. No, and I love that line. Again, I didn't understand the reference either, but as soon as they said that BB won Drag Race and stopped watching, it's just like, that's awesome. Because this describes who knows how many Survivor All-Stars or you know any other show out there. That's, that was great. Every Survivor ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess... Unless you want to get more into the finale, do you want to go back to the beginning? Yeah, or? let's start. Now that we're about 10 minutes in here, let's start at the beginning. Uh, so we just had the sh- everyone was shocked. They didn't really know what to say. I think that they were shading a lot of Ben for like leaving. Like I thought it was a little a little weird. Like in a weird way, like they should be a little more appreciative that, you know, Ben decided to leave mm-hmm. and save one of the save them from elimination. I mean, we obviously don't know who Ben would have picked, maybe Kennedy, because that was the original lipstick that was pulled out of the box. But I don't know. I just thought it was weird seeing that everyone was just like, yeah, that was so rude or disrespect in a weird way. I don't know. I just thought it was a little weird. I don't know if you had a different read or didn't think much of it. This is where I had a question for you. Everybody references fan favorite award or whatever. What is this thing worth? Is this like, Rupert's million dollars and all stars, like, or is it, you know, just like bragging rights? 
It's not a million dollars. I can <laughs> tell you that. Um, it's like some sort of, I'm trying to look it up as we're talking, but it's like a fan favorite award. Um, I'm trying to, it's like, I think they get small cash prize, like $10,000 or something. And just the award of being the fan favorite of the season. See, it's really not much. So see, and I kind of was figuring a lot of these people would have been going even harsher on uh, Ben for last week, just simply as a way to seal it because they said, well, this is obviously a way of saving face to win this fan favorite award or whatever, but it would be very easy once somebody's gone. If all five of these remaining people all just said, you know, what a dumb thing to do. Like th- seriously, think about this. And every confessional that they gave was just tearing down Ben for this. The audience will read last week's exit differently, and I would have thought that would even the odds. So I, I was thinking that their strategy was let's not talk Ben up too much here, because if he's already got you know the uh, if if he's already got the advantage here to win this fan favorite award for that move last week, let's not you know throw any more power his way. Let's sort of take a little bit of that back by maybe talking it down a little bit without being, I guess, too uh, too angry about it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like no news is a better way of handling it than talking down mm-hmm. on it because then you're still talking about it, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but then we get the um, uh, BB electing out of respect for Ben de la Creme will not reveal <laughs> the lipsticks that she pulled in the be- or for, before the lip sync. You've talked about this in this season, so I don't know. What, I was curious what you were thinking when this was happening. I was thinking that it was probably uh, maybe because of how everybody responded with uh, the, uh, I guess, the animosity last week. That as much as we saw Ben kind of get scared off because of the backlash of these people coming back that maybe BB was thinking the same thing. It's like, well, one of these people is going to be angry at me. It was just confusing me because there's no reason for, it's not like BB would have actually said, oh, out of respect for Ben, like respect in what way? It just means you don't want to reveal your vote now and you're going to look like the bad guy as opposed to Ben. So maybe it was, you know, trying to preserve like your own character for the audiences at home, or maybe it was not wanting to get in any more arguments. It's just weird to me that on a show where, they all seem to take things so personally whenever little things are said about each other. We'll have these scenes like we had later on in the episode where they're all cutting each other up and making fun of each other. And it's just laughing like, oh, BB, you're so boring. And they're like, yes, I am boring, I guess. <laughs> it's, I don't know. There's a weird, really weird dynamic on this show where they take things personally. But then other times they're like, they're, they're horribly cruel to each other for the sake of comedy. And they just accept it. Yeah. Comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, one thing that I was thinking was BB probably didn't pick Morgan and probably picked Kennedy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was probably a part of it. Like, it, I mean, I, I have no idea. We don't know. We, we And I tried to look it up online and they haven't posted it because usually they'll just post it anyway, but they haven't said anything. So I don't know. And you would have angered two people then because... If yeah, you... I think it was just avoiding a- any additional conflict. Yeah. Because you could very well say, well, you know, I picked you, Morgan, but then you still have to say, well, one of you people here, I picked to go home or the other way around. You can say, oh, I picked, you know, Kennedy and Kennedy's like, no, I don't take it personally. And it's like, oh, and I picked Thorgy to come back. And Morgan's like, what? <laughs> like, Thorgy? Seriously? Stevie Nicks? Milk. Milk. Can you imagine if um, BB picked Milk to come back and then Kennedy to leave? Yeah. <laughs> people would have had a right to be upset then. <laughs> Yeah, I think, and then also maybe people online bashing BB for not mm. picking their favorite or whatever. That's the other thing I was thinking. It's like it's one thing to say I brought this person back, but then to you know later on say, well, I would have gotten rid of this person. I mean, I don't know. Everybody's walking on eggshells because of this fan. Fav- there was so much talk about this fan favorite award at the beginning of this episode. I expect it to be a bigger deal than it was, but maybe it is just kind of you know, about uh, the fame and what you take away from it. You know, you everybody wants to be Rupert. I don't think it's quite, yeah, I guess Rupert, because he was the first ever fan favorite. Anyway, <laughs> we don't need to get onto Rupert here. <laughs> I don't, I never think, I never thought that Rupert would enter this podcast ever, but. RuPaul's Drag is. Race, Rupert's Drag Race. 
Um, Are they one and the same? He was a reward on Survivor Israel. Maybe he can be a reward on season yes. 10. <laughs> Instead of winning this gift voucher, you can win Rupert. Why don't you try on my new shade of lipstick? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can teach him some strategy. I don't, I don't know. It's um, called Shade of Beard. I don't know why he's a pirate or like an Irish leprechaun pirate there. More like a troll than Rupert. <laughs> I mean, well, kind of is, but okay. What <laughs> <laughs> in the same? <laughs> um, also, at this point, we got another Game of Thrones reference, which I was <laughs> so over. And I like, uh, I, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I not yet. Okay, not yet. One day, when it's done, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna wait. It. Yeah, I'm gonna binge it all in one night. Yeah, I mean, I watch Game of Thrones. It's not something. I mean, I've watched it since I think the the first one or two seasons, but it's one of these things where I'll wait till one or two seasons are done and then catch up on it. So I'm not like obsessed with the show, but I know I'm getting all these references. But like, man, like it's Shangela that makes all these references, right? Yes. Yeah, Shangela. Like Shangela's really got a sorry to say this. Shangela's got a real big heart on for Game of Thrones. <laughs> like it's it's a little bit odd. I don't know why. I've never heard. Any show come you watch Survivor and they don't mention Survivor as many times as Game of Thrones is mentioned on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, what was it? In the Amazing Race, the last thirty, like we heard less about Big Brother from the Big Brother contestant yes. <laughs> than we hearing from Shangela talk about her favorite B HBO show. Like, I wonder if Shangela get... like cosplays as Daenerys Targaryen or something. Oh my god! Next. You know, when Sangela turns for the fourth time, when Sangela's the fir- first fourth time drag race contestant, <laughs> maybe we'll get a, a cosplay of that. Or maybe next episode, maybe that was all a big tease for the final runway. Who yeah. knows? This is the this is the ringer challenge. Like, when, all right, everybody, your final challenge is Game of Thrones trivia followed by <laughs> Game of Thrones cosplay. <sighs> by um, then live action role play. It's like... Where are we going with this? Followed by Hum the Theme of Game of Thrones. Yeah, a musical challenge. Yeah. <laughs> Lip sync to this. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Somehow BB will still not know the yeah. words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wrote in my notes at this point that Shangela was getting the woman in woman edit. Um, which I classify as the oh. one who's so obviously the winner, but like I feel like won't win. I don't know. And I probably chalk this up to all the Game of Thrones stuff because we're getting the narration story from Shangela. Like, no one else is narrating mm-hmm. like Shangela. Shangela is the penner of the season. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, is this going to like be one of those obvious? We keep referencing Survivor, but it's an easy one for this. One of those obvious seasons where it's like, well, yeah, Boston Rob was going to win. Like, you, mm-hmm. you kind of could see it. And they tried to spoil, like, throw in the curveballs, but it was happening the whole time. Or is it going to be like a complete shock and like Kennedy's going to win? I, mean, I don't know. I just see this woman and woman edit. Like, Yeah, and again, we were wrong with Amazing... We were wrong with Amazing Race. You. Rossi. <laughs> uh, but somebody was wrong about Amazing Race. We won't but say who. We still, we still go back and we're... Even when the season was over, we're like, yeah, they really did edit it. Like, it was just obviously going to be them winning. I feel like this is completely different though because nobody else is even competition that's here when you look at the amount of time Shangela's won and when you look at I guess the track record of everybody else I mean what Trixie might be the next closest for competition and we've had this up and down story arc with Trixie it's just every time Shangela has one of those confessionals I'm starting to read it now as is is this going to be in the winner's package at the end of the show just looking now so obviously, you know, if we're looking at statistics, I mean, if we're looking at the Ben de la Creme math of it all, mm-hmm. Kennedy's the worst, having been in the bottom four times with only one win. Uh, then would be Bibi, who's been in the bottom once and then won twice. Mm-hmm. I'm saying one as in like they were at the lip sync, not the yes, W-O-N. final. Yeah. Not like, you know... Kennedy won the lip sync versus BB winning one versus not. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying generally. 
Then I would say Trixie, who's been in the bottom twice and won twice. Or you could say BB ahead of that. I don't know. Either way. And then Shangela has had three wins, only two bottom twos. So I feel like everyone's had a fair amount of like placements in the bottom, but Shangela's winning track record has been, you know, the most successful. Aside from that, you know, Studio 54 thing, which was abysmal, nothing's been horrible from Shangela. And it is. Whereas the- he's had really awful things from the other three. Yeah, it is the edit too. Like we've seen like really bad Kennedy ones. And then just the fact that, you know, the week that Ben quit, it was obviously Kennedy was going to go home. You know, BB, they're almost starting to make fun of BB's lack of ability. BB just played BB this week. And yeah, it may be good, but BB plays BB. And BB hasn't watched Drag Race since season one. Uh, And Trixie, again, there there seems to be like this comeback storyline. So maybe Trixie has the most potential to upset here. But even still, there's just been, it was like week after week of, well, why is Trixie always coming up short? I don't know. Maybe in the end, there's going to be some way that they're going to, you know, re-edit that. And we're going to now reinterpret that as, well, this is Trixie's comeback story. But it just seems like such a blowout right now. I do think, like, Trixie could. I think, like, Trixie would be the only real competition, though, at this point. Mm-hmm. Out of the, you know, like, Shandell is a front runner, But I, I could see Trixie somehow winning like we still have one more episode to go, mm-hmm. and this could tie it up. If she, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if there's a win, but or just like if the, Trixie's performance is really great or something, the tides could shift a bit. But yeah, I see what you're saying about Shangela being the clear winner. Yeah. Uh, after this, we get a nice visit from Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> what was that? Um, do you want to get to it now, or should I wait? To it's a little bit of a spoilery thing. Well, uh, I, getting I, out I wanna, voting? Is there an election coming up that I, I want to put of? my tinfoil hat? Oh, I want to okay. put my tinfoil hat. So if you're averse to any future speculation of the show, no, tune away I mean, for a few minutes. Uh, Not you, the the people oh, listening. Listeners, okay. This is one of our. We will spoil this in a few minutes, so or potentially spoil it in a few minutes. But um, yeah, so I, I think I've heard the name of uh, Nancy, whatever she is. Um, I, I <laughs> this was so bizarre. Uh, if it was just like a pop in and say hello, and then she was a guest judge later on, it would make sense. But this was kind of like you know thirty seconds of hey, I'm a supporter of LGBT whatever. Uh, now get out and vote, people, and everybody. Yes, you need to vote. Your vote counts. I just this was like recruitment for an election campaign it had nothing to do with the rebels regus and they did it again later on like when all the judges were sitting around and we we used to have like people lipsing against pork chops with mashed potatoes or whatever which was funny and now we're just getting like let's talk some more about your right to vote it, it felt like some type of newsreel like propaganda newsreel from like the 1940s all right so here's where the spoilery not spoilery there's only only one thing is spoiled, and the rest is just kind of speculation. So the fina- the next episode, the last episode of the season, is called I can't remember the episode. A jury I, of their I think, queers. Yeah, a jury of their queers, which is um some sort of relationship to voting, and which is why I think they brought Nancy Pelosi in and had that very obvious campaign about learning to vote and whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's so I we, I don't know what's going to happen, but there's some sort of vote and you see in the preview that they bring everyone back and they're like face to face looks like like some sort of chair and they have to talk to each other and tribal council (laughs) it's yeah they're gonna have tribal council in the workroom and i I don't know what's gonna happen but it's unprecedented we did not expect this at all so i'm guessing that's why they reference all these things just Mm -hmm. to give the audience who may not know the episode title some hints that this was kind of coming yeah and not just be like hey, we're going to totally change the game here. Like, we don't know if it's that RuPaul's not going to have a voice anymore and it's just going to be the the jury. Mm-hmm. Is it going to eliminate the fourth place and then there's RuPaul's decision to win? Because usually in the last episode, fourth place is out and then the final three have a chance to fight right. it out. Kind of like final four twists. Like, someone's out a little earlier and then... And then the the real competition happens. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's I, I felt that I felt the 
finale episode title weighing on my mind as I watched the entire episode. I was like, this is leading to this. Yeah, I don't I mean, know what it is yet, but... I mean, and I had no expectations because I was going to ask you on this episode, how do the finales work? Um, but, I mean, obviously I could see that now because it did seem so completely pointless and I thought, I don't I don't know of any elections coming up. Maybe there's some, like, by-election in, uh, you know, one district of Omaha or something like that. <laughs> And this was a regional spot or something. I didn't. I had no clue what was going on. Yeah, I don't think it was anything currently relevant. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it is relevant, but it's like I don't know what this would be getting to, like the Wisconsin elections or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, whatever happening, whatever is happening in Fargo, North Dakota, or yeah. something. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, I'm concerned, optimistic. Maybe this is why Shangela's going to lose because they're voting. Who knows? Yeah. Or maybe this is why Shangela's going to win because they're voting. <laughs> Who knows? We will find out. We've next made episode. every possible prediction. Shangela will either win or lose this season. It may or may not be a judge, a jury, an executioner, or RuPaul. <laughs> maybe maybe Ben's going to be back with more whiteout. Yeah. Ben Waterworth. <laughs> No, Ben de la Creme. Oh, well, maybe Ben Waterworth has a say in this. I doubt it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he's an avid listener of yeah. his own <laughs> offshoot projects. All right, so we're going to... Well, actually, I want to mention the Nancy Blows visit was weird. Uh-huh. But last season in season nine, there was an even weirder one when Lisa Kudrow just shows up. And at and least tells everybody even... to get out and vote. No, she just shows up, says, I was in the area, so I thought I'd stop by, and then just introduces the challenge and then leaves, and then never seen again. <laughs> At least, you know, she had, Nancy Pelosi here had relevance to the future, like, drops, hint drops. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just don't understand why Lisa even showed up, but it was appreciated. I'm a fan yeah. of Lisa Kudrow, so... Oh, yeah, and she promoted her own show, which she was on or something. And I was just like, all right, get out of here. <laughs> uh, then we have the announcement of the challenge, which is my, I don't even know how to say it, my best friend's. My best squirrel friend's. My best squirrel friend's drag's maid's wedding trip. <laughs> or, uh, as Kennedy put it, my best squirrel friend's. What? <laughs> have someone else say that confessional. My best squirrel friends, something or other. That was Kennedy's confessional was so great. Yeah, I love that. I was just like, she's like, have someone else do it. Don't ask me. <laughs> um, but then we get Morgan who gets to assign the roles, which are all based in film roles. If you didn't pick that up, I'm assuming mm-hmm. you did. Yes, and probably had an easier time than I did, <laughs> um, having not seen any of the films that they talked about. Um. But we had essentially it worked out that Trixie was Sharon Frockovich, Brockovich, whatever it was called, uh, based off Aaron Frockovich. Shangela was Octavia, based off uh, the Hidden Figures movie. Frost uh, with the help because of the pies. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Kennedy was Lala from La La Land. Uh, Morgan was Beige Swan of Black Swan. And BB was the queen from the queen. And can I give my complaint about this? I'm not going to say complaint. Oh. Um, all of these characters are, I guess, movie characters or based on movie characters from actresses who have won the Academy Award for Best Actress, except for Octavia, where nobody from the help or hidden figures won an Academy Award. So it was just the one weird role. So it was like they had all these other ones and they said, we have to throw some type of like pie making maid slash rocket scientist in there. It's like, well, let's just call it the help meets hidden figures. But like all the other ones are clearly defined roles from Oscar winning movies. And then they just threw these other two movies together to create an extra character. Uh, and everybody was saying, oh, well, Shangela did such a great job. I didn't even have to give her any direction because there was like six characters in one here. I mean, just, it's, how are you supposed to direct somebody when they have nothing they're playing? It's just make it up as you go along. Yeah, it was. It's like a. It was a weird mix between improv and not improv. Mm-hmm. 
which I thought was weird because I was never sure what was said because Trixie had that line of like don't hug me and that didn't feel like the character mm-hmm. that felt like Trixie so I didn't know what was improv really and then they were really unclear because I didn't know what they were I thought they were just shooting a scene and they were gonna show the finished scene like at the runway but it was a trailer yeah. so we even saw things at the end that we didn't even see in like you know outtakes or whatever mm-hmm. and I thought I just was like where where did this come from why, why is that why are they farting like <laughs> it was just like what like it made no sense like only saw that one scene and all of a sudden you're married but mm-hmm. we didn't bother bringing a man in so like it's just like what is going on I was so lost at the end but uh, I guess going through the performances I thought that obviously the two winners were so obvious like it was the other three were so bad yeah that you couldn't you could Trixie could have thrown up on PB and still won <laughs> Like, it was so obvious that that was so set up that they were going to be the top two because no one else was giving anything. Mm-hmm. And I personally loved Trixie's. I thought it was so funny. And I love that little bit with the hand for the baby's hand, just like <laughs> moving the hair out of the way. That little funny moment. Um, and Morgan's hissing was ridiculous. <laughs> I can't even... And quacking was the best thing they got out of Morgan in this episode. That is the best take they had. The wrong animal noise for the wrong animal. She should have just barked. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, here's here's what's weird about it, okay? Um, or, or did you have anything else you wanted to add on these? Uh, go on, I can add on later. Okay. Um, I mean, I kind of liked the, the Kennedy La La Land thing. Even though it didn't fit, as I said, it didn't fit the character at all. And uh, I think the judges said later on, there you could have played this like Emma Stone and it would have been funnier. Not all of them were playing the same character. It's funny because they said, well, you should have played this more British. You should have played this more like Emma Stone. But then Trixie played this nothing like Julia Roberts and they gave it credit. So maybe it is just – it's just if you can make something funny out of it. I mean, I guess you can't say, well, you should have done this with an accent, BB. You should have done this uh, more like Emma Stone. Um, the beige swan, though, and and this came to me at the point when they started playing the trailer, and she comes out and they're playing that that black swan music. Da, 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 da. What if we had somebody other than Morgan who had the brains to do this, who actually just came out humming that music, and that was the noise they made? That would have been like infinitely better than even quack quack. Or his hiss. Or his hiss. Or nothing, which I think was one of the takes, was just come out and flap your arms. And Morgan picked this character, first choice of any of them. How is that possible? Yeah, it was, Morgan was given the opportunity of a lifetime mm-hmm. and to pick any role. And I think Ken Adi, don't quote me, maybe Shangela, said... Like stick with what you know. Don't don't like yeah. branch out and try something new. You just came back. Like why are you gonna like do something really risky? And and what was it? Trixie didn't want the part that Trixie got, but like yeah, made it work. Yeah, and also was... realized that the role of Beige Swan was horrible. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like no speaking parts and only hissing. Or or was there any dialogue that Morgan Flapping. had? I can't remember any. And yeah, like Trixie said, oh, I want, I can't remember which ones it was. I want either this one or this one. They're like, all right, you get neither. And Trixie made the best of it. Here, Morgan had pick of any of them, picks the one that she had no idea because when you watch it, it would be one thing if she came out and just did the wrong thing. And it was just like, like terrible and it flopped, but she tried something. She tried nothing in this challenge. So, she made this pick without even having an idea in her head what she wanted to do with it. It was like a, a grab bag almost. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what do you, what random like lollipop flavor are you gonna get? And it's like deal with it. Like, like Morgan had to had a pick, yeah, and picked like the mystery flavor and did not know what to do. That that was an awful analogy, but I'm going with it. <laughs> <sighs> the only like the only problem I had with Kennedy's was it just like didn't go anywhere it was like I, I thought it was like funny like the kicking and the running and the jumping and i thought that was worked well i just mm-hmm. didn't think that there was anything to it it was just oh, like I... okay 
And the judges but, even said this is like a one note performance. It was just kind of boring. Like it, it, if anything, it was the safest. Mm-hmm. Like if there was to be one safe person, I would have said Kennedy would probably just be safe. Yeah, and the other two would be in the bottom two. Uh, but she, but I, the worst part is that Morgan gave Shangela and Trixie the two like biggest comedy people, mm-hmm. the biggest roles. Yeah, like like giving a drag queen a sane stealing role is not a good thing. You want that for yourself, and I don't know why. I don't know what <laughs> Morgan smoked before, like going into this challenge because it was awful. Mm-hmm. They're gonna meme her ass to death. <laughs> And I had no idea what BB was doing. Like, I wanted to say it was fair, but it was literally BB. It was it was the African version we got earlier this season. Yeah, BB is being BB, and of course she didn't want to do an accent because doing or imitating somebody's <laughs> accent is disrespectful, apparently. And then RuPaul or Michelle is like on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, there, this episode was so bad, but then there's so many funny moments like that. Mm-hmm. It was just, like, so worth it to me. What What were your thoughts on? Because this is the first time that many of us have ever seen Trixie in non-blonde or fluorescent color hair. Mm-hmm. What were you, did you, were you, were you like, is that Trixie? Could I, could you tell that it was Trixie? Like, what was your thoughts? Uh, I mean, the weird, creepy makeup is a dead giveaway, uh, as is the, crazy performance but yeah it, it is weird like I, I did it didn't even occur to me until i think trixie said when they're about to start uh you know oh you had to give me one where i couldn't be blonde i'm like oh yeah i think that's kind of just trixie's permanent look but it, it did look a little bit weird uh and i think it was just the insanity of the performance that reminded me this was trixie i mean i always have a hard time telling these people apart when you know they just do their dress-up stuff at the end uh Particularly when BB just wears some type of S and M mask over her face or whatever that was, <laughs> but uh, I mean it, Trixie's personality is just so big, and then that that just ridiculous makeup design. I, I think that Trixie could make any type of hair color, any type of look, look like Trixie somehow. It's a talent. Oh, and I'm flashing back a bit when they were assigning the roles, but I thought it was so funny when Trixie says, "You know, BB could be." the queen and it's like not because she's old because she's yeah. oh no that, <laughs> i was just like that was so funny <laughs> and what was and, the word that they you, bougie yeah bougie yeah what does bougie mean i mean i tried to look this up i couldn't really find anything it's a uh, in reference to like the bourgeoisie so really aristocratic oh so fancy like very first and... class formal yeah. prim proper bb oh Bougie it's just bougie is synonymous with BB. <laughs> it sounds like a one of those like tongue twisters. Yeah, bougie and B- yeah, no, but that's an accurate summary of BB. All right, I learned a new word today. This is a great show, and maybe our listeners did too. Yeah, I'm sure they did. We're educational. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna add this to the educational podcast out there. <laughs> did you catch? the survivor reference that happened in this episode uh other than morgan being francesca yes oh uh, oh you weren't referencing that you mean other than that okay no yes. i didn't catch any of the survivor ones but i'm sure when you say it it's gonna suddenly well it wasn't a literal survivor reference as in like they referenced the show or referenced any person but there was a mm-hmm. quote that was a survivor quote and i was just like ah i think it was trixie who was like you know perception is reality and I was just like, oh. I, yeah, so, I didn't even catch it, nor do I remember where that was in on Survivor. You'll have to remind all me. All right. All right. That was the famous Eric speech in Samoa. Oh, man. I always tune out Eric when he talks. Every time I rewatch that show, I'm just like, not Eric again. Oh, I've offended Rossi. Sorry. It's fine. <laughs> it's only a, an iconic moment of the show, anyway. Anyway, do you have anything to say on the red or no? Do you remember who they were? No, I have no clue. <laughs> did, you, did you not like the Morgan flashing scene? Yeah, no, that was funny. Um, I, I think that's the only thing that saved them from kicking Morgan out before they actually did the lip sync challenge. Uh, <laughs> but 
other than that, and then just this weird thing that BB does, which seems to be every single week, just putting weird crap all over her face. <laughs> it's not makeup. It's like special effects or something. I just, yeah, I don't get it. Remember last week when I was like, oh, BB's awesome. And now all of a sudden I'm like, what is BB? <laughs> You're very up and down on BB. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you have. Um, yeah, so that's, I don't have much to say. I thought, I like Trixie's look. I thought it was different. And Shangela comes out as a Christmas ornament. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you don't see, they cut the runway, but Shangela's thing fully inflates if you were unaware. No, oh, so you mean that fat suit that suddenly appeared at no, the end? No, no, the uh, the red Christmas ornament that she came out as. It See, comes, I it already really... forgot. <laughs> All right. I finished oh, this good. episode two hours ago, and I already forgot. All right, so did everyone else. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right, so they go through the run critiques. We're going to talk about that. Trixie and Changela win, and then they get back. And they talk about Ornacia and Mimi, <laughs> or memes, as some would call it. Um do you have anything to talk about the strategy here of chit-chatting or no? Because I didn't have much to say. Um, I if mean, you're... I just thought it was funny that that whole comment about stop watching Drag Race. This scene went on forever. And I know this was a shorter episode, but this could have easily been at least 10 or 15 minutes shorter. <laughs> but I, I didn't get a lot of strategy because it feels like everybody stopped wanting to strategize. Like everybody's so scared off of this whole you know, revealing your vote or getting rid of this person or what reason do you have? And we had, I guess, the scenes, more than anything, it was the scenes of um, BB not realizing that BB did anything wrong in this. It's like, oh, well, the, the I'm in the bottom three, but I, I might as well be the top three. And uh, uh, I'm not going home. There's no way I'm going home because I did a good job. I mean, obviously, BB could have just rephrased and said, listen, Morgan is still here. I'm not going home, but instead it, it felt like Morgan was channeling her inner milk or something. The judges want me here. Yeah, <laughs> they're really rooting for my success in this game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like, that, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, in Survivor, if you, you just have to shut up and you'll be mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And if you just stay quiet, you'll be fine. Like, I feel like BB, all BB had to do was that. I mean, it worked <laughs> out in the end, no matter, like, Morgan went home and I'm pretty sure Trixie also picked Morgan to go home. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she had to say anything. But like if BB just sat there and was like, did nothing, like I honestly think it would have been fine. Yeah. Although the the edit was a little bit weird. I thought it was, for a second I was like, are they going to actually send BB home first? I, I was a little thrown off when they got that uh, confession or that conversation between Kennedy and Changela where it's like, I'm not sending you home, Kennedy, but what do you think about the other two? Yeah. And I was like, why would you? Oh, okay, it's not set in stone. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, yeah, they're not going to eliminate Morgan, uh, BB over Morgan. <laughs> uh, the lip sync, I kind of loved. I don't know if you felt the same. You were very high on last week's. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, so we'll see if the roles reverse. Canadian icon Deborah Cox is no longer there, so I'm not as high on it this week. Uh, it was. You didn't love a fast suit. There, well, no, that there were funny moments in here, but I. Okay, so the two good moments, obviously, when Shangela starts losing layers, and again, Shangela's not really I would I, I consider a funny character. Shangela has funny moments. I think Shangela's funnier, just in the backstage behind the scenes stuff, than she is as a performer. So this was definitely one of Shangela's funnier moments, you know, with the stripping down of the fat suit. But the part that really made me laugh is where Shangela just all of a sudden appears out of nowhere with the sunglasses on and starts changing her character up. Uh, Trixie was totally outmatched on this one, uh, which is sad. But it was, it, yeah, it was just very average for Trixie. And I don't know, it, it seems kind of like vanity the amount of times that we hear RuPaul songs in here, or maybe it's just they're cheaper to uh, they're cheaper to get the rights to or the licensing to. Yeah. Uh, I've never heard so many. I, I think I had heard one RuPaul song in my life prior to this show, and now I'm hearing at least two or three each week. Yeah, I was going to say it's probably just to save money. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, usually there's at least one every few seasons that there's like at least one or two songs of RuPaul in there. Like the first ever lip sync song was RuPaul's song mm-hmm. ever on the show. And then what we had this one, we had one this week season. 
some last season. Like, it's just consistent. Uh, but I thought Tr- Shangela was so good. Like, the every time there was a change, there was something different with Shangela. You pull off the 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 drape or whatever mm-hmm. was wearing, and then you know the fat suit for the first comedy, and then takes off the bra and everything, <laughs> and then the whole the sunglasses for the mm-hmm. the rap portion. It was just so perfect. And there was like this. 30 sec, like what 10 seconds at the very beginning where you thought maybe Trixie could still win yeah and the second that <laughs> you see the fat seat you're like all right well Trixie's gonna try yeah <laughs> try and fail but I felt so bad for Trixie I was just like Shangela has this and I was like there's no surprise at all mm-hmm. that she's Shangela's gonna win this maybe that because we got a freaking other Game of Thrones reference that's probably what Shangela <laughs> won but and eliminates Morgan. Big surprise. Oh. So sad to see Morgan go again. <laughs> Morgan sucked really hard this week. Like, <laughs> I don't what know. Was nothing... This or the very first episode? <sighs> you have to remind me. What did Morgan do in the first episode? What was the challenge? It was the talent show. What was Morgan's talent? It was the singing to the own song. See, I have no It was the white mad, going. though. Do you remember that? No idea whatsoever. Right. If I so saw it, I'd, I'd probably remember. But yeah, this was just so bad. Uh, we've already talked about you know bringing people back and the waste that it is, and how it kind of drags down uh, you know your excitement about the show's finale and all that. But it was just that's the other thing with this episode is that even if Morgan had been there the whole time, Morgan just sucks so bad in this one that it was so obvious. Because I don't think there was one thing Morgan did right in here, and they. Uh, I think somebody said, uh, oh, you know, you you look really great or whatever, you know, for the second half. But the whole performance was just terrible. I mean, she flapped her arms and quacked like a duck as a beige swan. And that was the best take they got. Yeah, I want to know what how long it took to even get there. Yeah. And that was not even good. It was just a struggle. Mm hmm. I wonder. I really wish Aja oh. was back. You want who back? Aja. Aja. Over again, over I, what we got from Morgan, anyone would have been better. As anybody would have, yeah. And I, I don't Even know. The milk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah. This is this is where Ben may lose some support in the fan thing because, like, seriously, I understand if you had to leave and you know take the high road or whatever, but you left us with Morgan. Like, this is Ben's fault. Anybody else would have been a better choice. Chi Chi may have been a better choice. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> uh, I don't. I, I don't know. It's just. Uh, I don't bad. know. I do not. It's, Nick, uh, quit calling to us. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about the final four? Or are you good on them? Well, I want. I don't really have anything to add on the four contestants. Um, oh. You know, that we haven't said already, but I'm just curious to see how these finales work. So are they going to eliminate, like, is this going to be a double episode, a two hour long one? And then we're going to eliminate, you know, two people in the first hour and then it comes down to a final two? Or do they just all battle it out in one one hour episode? Uh, it's probably going to be 90 minutes, maybe. I don't think it's going to be, it's not a double episode or anything like that. I want to say 90 minutes, probably equal to that. Um uh, bring back the girls challenge that we had this season Mm -hmm. this episode in the last two episodes ago whatever Uh, so i don't think it's gonna be too long and are they gonna eliminate one at a time well so okay i'm just gonna reference season two because that's all we all star season two because that's all i can know because one was different so i can't use that and the others are not like this so in two they had they had to do a song thing, a performance, and all of them, all four competed. They do the runway. RuPaul eliminated the fourth place. And then there was the final three. They all did a lip sync. And then RuPaul said, the winner is, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And they did it. And then, but this time they're having that twist with the jury members, the jury so I don't know what's happening. I don't know if they're going to do 
elimination before the jury, elimination after the jury, the jury is eliminating, maybe the jury's declaring a winner, is there going to be elimination at all? It's really up in the air. Is Ben Just, allowed to come back despite being a quitter? I did see in the preview there was a little clip where I saw Ben just standing there. We didn't hear anything from any of them, but you could see I saw Ben in the corner. So yeah. they're all, I think they're all there, even Thorgy. Well, of course Thorgy. Thorgy's been on every episode in one way or another, including as my Skype profile picture, because we had no Thorgy this week, so I needed to find a way to work Thorgy into this. And we have. Yes. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> They should have brought Thorgy back. It would have been better than Morgan. Thor- Thorgy, Chi-Chi. All of them but Morgan. How about that? Yeah, exactly. Or just eliminate BB instead, and we'll be good. <laughs> because it, it really does go back to what I said in the beginning. When you have two back-to-back episodes where the weakest people uh, – well, obviously the weakest one went home this time. But like of those competing, nobody really had to try because you could just coast by. It's just – it really just it's I feel like it's dragging down the finale. I feel like there's really nobody who can win this unless Shangela wins, which again, I'm not really rooting for anybody other than Trixie, but you there's no way to explain this, and you don't really have a strong final four like I don't know you watch the show enough, so do you feel this stands out as a strong final four compared to other seasons? Are you compared to the All-Star seasons or just in general? Uh, well, let's just compare it to the All-Star seasons. So, I think. I think maybe... See, I think the final three of last All-Star season was really good. Mm-hmm. But, like, the fourth place person was literally the Chi-Chi, essentially. Yeah. Was in the bottom five times and had her friends just save, keep saving them. So they didn't really do anything. They were always kind of losing. They just never got eliminated because, I guess, friendship slash strategy of just bringing the goat to the end. Mm-hmm. And then season one, there was okay. I liked two of them. I didn't really like the winner that much. So it's tough. I think I like all four of them. I don't think I have any like dislike for any of them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's, the most obvious like as soon as ben was gone you're like up oh, changela yeah so i don't i don't know i don't unless this twist really changes it up i don't see it going to anyone other than changela and we're probably going to bring the episode a little bit sooner than later hopefully we're going to record it right now even though we don't know what happens yes i mean at the time people are listening to this episode we're probably about 24 hours away from it and which is I guess been the majority of our season, but we will get to the finale, I think, a little bit quicker just because of, you know, our own scheduling and everything and not want to put this out a week later when people have forgotten who Kennedy is when Kennedy becomes the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 3. Or BB wins BB's Sandra Diaz twine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the queen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and she was the queen. This the episode. queen. <laughs> Man, they're really... Trying to direct us to this Survivor reference here. Yeah, this is Survivor heavy. Maybe episode BB here. does win. Listen to Billy Garcia's coverage of Survivor Ghost Island here on the Oz Network. Or don't. No. <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. We had great guests last episode. Last we, episode. Me and Ben. Yes. The best that you could get. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Billy Garcia. Oh. Uh. We're here to talk about ending this episode. Okay, let's end it. I don't have much to say. I want Trixie to win, but I think Shangela and Shangela probably should win. But and for anybody who's listening, we do have one other thing. I guess we'll announce. Unless you have anything else you want to add on this episode. No, go ahead. Okay, so do you want to announce it? Or do you want me to announce it? You can do it. All right. So we tried this out as an experiment, as a one-episode experiment back in the summer. Rossi somehow talked me into covering a whole season. <laughs> I managed to buy one episode, which uh, before we get to our announcement, let's remember to buy this rented or bin it. Rossi, what yes. are you doing? Okay. I'm cutting the announcement anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I don't know. You go first. Um, I'm going to bin this one. This was like probably the weakest episode of the season. And I'm coming off of buying it last week. And maybe that's part of it. Just 
you know, I, I, I felt like last week was a really big high for a show I didn't expect to get that invested in, and this week was just a complete waste of time. It was kind of like the uh, the partner swap in The Amazing Race. It's just, it just should have never happened and would have been better if it didn't happen. I'm, I'm going to disagree about the partner swap, but I'm going to agree about the, <laughs> um, the binning. binning. I think, yeah. It just kind of is like, all right, we already, we've been here since episode one. Now we're just bringing it back. It's like, yeah, no, it was a bin. Which brings us to our announcement. Um, speaking of bins. <laughs> speaking of Ben, what? Ben's joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, Ben Waterworth. Your next RuPaul Drag Race All-Star. <laughs> oh, Colin, just make the announcement. Um, well, it's your announcement, but anyways, uh, so make my announcement. We're continuing on. We're going to cover the next season since it starts only one week after this one, which will give us approximately six straight months of covering RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, but with the additional season coming up and everything, we want to add some contributors to this. So, uh, we're looking for anybody out there who is interested in maybe coming on and joining us on, uh, the episodes here. And uh, giving us their thoughts, giving us their buy-its, their rent-its, their bin-its, um, talking about their favorites, their Trixies, their BBs, uh, their Queens, their Sharon Locker Bridges or whatever. <laughs> uh, their whatever you, Whatever it is you want to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race. If you love the show, if you hate the show, uh, if you just want to be like me and try it out as an experiment to see if you can get into a show like this. So we want to bring on somebody new to help us with the season. So Rossi and I will still be doing it, but we want to bring on a third voice and uh, just get more people out there and uh, more opinions out there. And Jamie just did something in the background. You probably heard her go, ah, Jamie, what happened? I spilled she spilled, she got so excited that she could apply to <laughs> cover RuPaul's Drag Race. She spilled something. Uh, but no, anybody out there who is interested in maybe um, uh, appearing on these episodes with me and Rossi and covering RuPaul, then just message us here, message us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, find Rossi or I. Not yeah. the French one. Yeah, not the French Anthony Rossi, the other one. Uh, if you know our address, come and knock on our door. If you know our phone okay. number, phone us up. And don't Jamie said, please don't. <laughs> um, but they have a small child. Please don't show up to their house. Yes. Reply to the posts of this episode. Just uh, any way you want to get in contact with us. If you're interested, we're going to be doing some recruiting. We're going to be uh, lining some people up. And then if you want to come on here, even just to try it out, just let us know. And then uh, we'll see if we can line something up. So contact us soon to appear on RuPaul's Drag Race. on uh, the Phone Network. calls are already coming in. Oh, the switchboard's lighting up. Hello? Uh, how much yes. would you like to donate? Please. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're voting for Trixie. Okay. Hashtag Team Trixie or whatever, called, <laughs> whatever the hashtags were. But that'll be coming soon. That'll be starting next season, a.k.a. in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very far in the future. And that's all we have. Stay tuned, Survivor coverage. We just announced that Matt Bischoff will be joining Billy Garcia yes. on the next Survivor episode. Uh, so get your questions in um, in the episode that's going to air in less than 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and Lost, Nip Tuck, Third Watch, and Movies, I think. Is that all? Uh, let me see. We finished the Tomb Raider movies this week. Um, so go back and listen to those Ben and I covered Tomb Raider 1 and Tomb Raider 2 uh, also known as two of the worst movies ever made worse than Dirty Dancing Titanic or whatever worse than, I, I did rate at least one of those Tomb Raider movies worse than Dirty as I named it the worst movie we've ever covered on the Oz Network you'll have to listen to the episodes to find well, out which one uh, you see? Then, uh, do you, did you watch the Tomb Raider movies? Okay, well, go back and watch them and listen to the episodes. Good stuff. And then we'll cover the new Tomb Raider movie, hopefully at the end of the weekend. All right. And as always, I'm Rossi, and you would think that I was one of the royal family members of Zamunda. (laughs) 
I am Colin and this is Quack Quack. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.